0: I'm Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 22nd of September 2008. Newcomers, look into CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com for lots of previous talks I've given in an attempt to piece a lot of this big jigsaw puzzle together for you and give you shortcuts as well, shortcuts to understanding what's really happening in the world and to show you that everything that comes across the mainstream media is an attempt to move the human herd, as they call the people, along a particular path, a predetermined path. We are managed. Our minds are managed. Our topics of conversation are managed. Our arguments are given to us. The conclusions to the arguments are given to us. And we're treated like children. We've been treated like children for many generations, many generations. So look into cuttingthroughmatrix.com and also look into alanwattsentinel.eu for transcripts which you can download and print up in the various languages of Europe. And for those who are watching the skies once in a while, these should be a common thing. Everyone looked out the door and looked at the skies. But I think those who live in some major cities with the high rise towers probably don't look up so much there's not a lot to see but in the country people normally came out their doors and look at the sky still do and you see them early in the morning very early in the morning crisscrossing the skies with this these trails which are not condensation trails you see many of us have lived long enough to know what condensation trails look like and these ones go from horizon to horizon and they spread out and form these mushy wispy Clouds. they also alter the weather because I've watched this personally as they go back and forth with different shades of spray and when they put the darker ones out sure enough the wind whips up and you're left with a a storm that happened last year and the year before it too and I do have articles here and I've read them before about owning the weather put out by the US Air Force it's always put out these these, these, these projections are, are put out as things they'd like to do. But in reality that they've already been at it for a long time and they've been doing it. It's the same with everything that they pretend they're working on. And some of the lower orders of research are doing research, meaning the searching was done, they are working on the low stuff again. And they generally give up press releases which make us think, well, I guess we're not far ahead in their research. That's how we're tricked and fooled. They're always way ahead of what the public are told and, in fact, we're the last to ever know. Same with the GMO food. The Canadians were being tested on, the modified stuff. With secret deals between Monsanto and other groups and the Canadian government, that was awfully nice of them, that for over ten years we were eating this stuff and hadn't been told. They didn't have the courtesy or the Gahonas to tell us what they were doing. And this will lead me to my topic for tonight, because everything is interrelated in this new socialist world system. It's a tricky term actually, it's tricky to label it socialist because it has aspects of the socialist regimes of the past. But it also has other aspects to it too. The aspects which were talked about by the big foundations that were created out of what was called the mystery schools back in the 17th or 1500s even. They came along in the 1700s with the foundations. And I'll be back with more on this topic and what they're doing after this break. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix and before I go on to tonight's topics remember you can buy my books on cuttingthroughthematrix.com website you can get the DVDs I have for sale as well and the CDs and you can also donate on the website as well through PayPal and other means and that keeps me going and the expenses do pile up doing all of this with equipment and all the rest of it too things breaking down getting tossed out and getting replaced because as you know nothing today is meant to last very long especially when you're using it all the time and equipment we're given for computers and so on really uh, it's really a joke I think it's a temporary phase anyway until they bring in a new internet system and then you'll be left with... They'll give you something good then, which will get the new system, but you'll be left with mainstream. That's all you'll have on it. I've I've said before that how news is presented to the public is the same way as you talk to children, you talk down to children. There's always a good reason or plausible reason, and then there's the real reason. And it isn't until you've studied the mysteries and the religions that came along with it and all of the fronts, the myriad of fronts that that it it put in front of itself to counter what you think of as being democracy and in fact camouflaging themselves within democracy under NGO groups and all the rest of it. That is the new type of democracy ruled by Soviet, that's what Soviet meant, ruled by non-governmental organizations, at least on the surface, but the ones at the top were picked. And the NGO leaders who were accepted and accepted into the big meetings, the world meetings of the United Nations, they have the leaders picked too. They went around democracy a long time ago. In fact, they went around it before they even gave it to the public. The democracy is a panacea, a placebo for the public. And here's an article here, and then I'll take some calls. It's from Mail Online, to do with school children. School children could be given smart drugs in a bid to boost brain power. There's the presentation to you. And I know my listeners have done their homework before, and they know to be suspicious as soon as you hear something like this. And this is by Laura Clark. 19th of September, 2008. Schools will soon have to ensure all pupils have access to brain-enhancing smart drugs according to officially funded experts. This is experts again. No, the ones who are very democratic. They just happen to be there. They said teachers risk claims of bias against poorer children if they fail to give all pupils the same chance to take a new generation of pills which boost attention, concentration, and memory. Researchers predict that within a generation, cognition-enhancing drugs, or COGS, COG, remember COG in machine, A book written by the Soviets where they said everyone will simply be a cog in the big Soviet machine. So it's calling them cogs. Will be so advanced that parents and teachers will be able to manipulate biology to enhance pupils' brain power. So there's a selling plug for it, you see. And it says, Brave New World. School children will be able to take drugs which help develop different mental capacities. Are they going to create a new class system here? but schools will have to address ethical issues about haves and have-nots said the scientist led by Bristol University in England if cogs are only available to those who can afford them what does this mean for equality? so they're going to get everybody arguing that they can't afford them and they have the right to get them too what a beautiful way to get people in and, and you know enough stupid people will go for this well that's not fair is it that their children get them and mine can they can't get their brain shrunk with Ritalin it says here, it may be unethical to deny the chance for people to take advantage of such enhancements. Educators will at least know oh, about what smart drugs are being taken by their pupils. So now, you see, the teachers now are almost dispensers of, of pills for the pharmacological companies. They're also the diagnosers for attention deficit and all the rest of it. All those names that now give to boys who are restless. You see, in a, in a new school system, which is really based on the maternal system, They want everyone being like the girls. The girls can sit very quietly and listen. At that age, the boys don't. That's called nature. Boys are different. Boys are different. But they want them all to be the same, so they want them all to be well-behaved and zonked out, just staring at the teacher. And he goes down this list here, and it talks about the think tanks and the charity foundations that the government's involved in and so on. And it says a study depicts a brave new world where people's DNA profiles would be stored on memory sticks. Isn't that wonderful? This is all from school. Mm-hmm. Brain scanners would give staff real-time readouts of people's thinking, allowing them to tailor lessons more effectively. Do you realize the danger of giving your brain to the state? Does anyone ever think of this? And all the young ones are watching the sci-fi thinking they get brain chips and can plug into the matrix like Neo and just fly around and come out of it when they want to. Do you ever think that someone else is programming your brain once you're in that? I should really say, does anybody think? As the schools may also need to hold drug tests to monitor and regulate the use of performance enhancers according to the researchers, remember that movie THX? Have a look at it if you haven't seen it. It's an excellent movie of a betrayal of the future. It says here, this test, this, this um, particular study, says they were con- commissioned by Future Lab, a think tank, and charity, see it, charities again, funded by the government to help shape the future of education. This is an official thing I'm reading here. It depicts a brave new world where their the DNA will be stored in memory sticks, brain scanners, and so on. And it says, this is, uh, doctors already reported or, report, or reporting that healthy students are taking Ritalin, the controversial hyperactivity medication, as it's thought to boost concentration. So here you go, you see. Now, it, it's a type of speed. Amphetamine. We used to have laws to law lock people up for, for taking amphetamine. Now they want to give all the children the stuff. This is Modafinil, a stimulant known as a stay awake pill is also being taken to boost exam performance. There's a booming internet black market in the drugs with reports of parents encouraging children taking exams to use them. This is so blaming the parents here. Some students at Oxford University are believed to be trading them in college libraries and it's true all these guys who are on Ritalin have caught on to the fact they can sell this stuff to their pals for a quick high. Meanwhile, procedures designed to treat degenerative diseases are also being developed to assist with learning and concentration. Dubbed Botox for the brain, they involve magnetic pulses stimulating particular brain regions. Hmm. Yesterday's report, part of a £1.5 million project on the future of schooling, warns the side effects of long-term use of smart drugs are unknown. What a lie! We've had years and years and years of guys on speed. We know what it does. You end up in a vegetative state. And it does shrink the brain when you give it to young people. What a lie to say that. The Academy of Medical Sciences has previously warned that smart drugs need to be regulated. So there you go. They want to drug all the children now under the guise of making them smarter never believe what they tell you these characters have wanted to complete control of the brain of everyone for centuries and here they go again the big alchemists flogging their wares through law so that this eventually will become law as to get the parents fighting over the fact they can't afford her or something and then they'll get grants so that they can get their children on these drugs amazing amazing I'm going to go, go to the, the phone because we've got a caller from Japan. But, James, in Japan, are you there?
2: Yes. Hello, Mr. Watt. Thank you for taking my call.
0: Yes. How are you?
2: I'm doing all right. Um, I'm currently doing some research on transhumanism for my yeah. podcast at CorbettReport.com. And I think your listeners are probably by now familiar with the idea that the term transhumanism was coined by Julian Huxley, the brother of Aldous, to make eugenics in a post-World War II environment, uh, acceptable once again. But I'm interested in the idea that transhumanism in particular, and eugenics in general, is related to alchemy and the Masonic idea of the, per- the perfecting of mankind. Yeah. And I'm wondering, can you speak to that idea? Yes, you
0: understand, too, that there are high, the different categories of Freemasonry. And at the top, they call it the mystery of religion. It's always been here. Uh, the lower workers are masons that think they're working towards the great work. They're, they're not quite certain what it is. Some of them think it's just the global society. They've been trying to get a global government for three or four uh, centuries. Uh, the International Brotherhood of Man. But you're right. They talk about rebuilding the man. And on one sense, the allegorical sense, uh, it's, it would give you the impression it's a self-help group where you build yourself you, you, you die to yourself and you create the new man mentally, but you 're right there 's another aspect of it is the inner man as well. They want to, to to build the inner and outer man to suit the perfect society and what they say is that they want to rebuild all that w- that was left imperfect by the creator and they've come to the conclusions a long, long, long time ago uh, that the general population um, are imperfect. Uh, We're not all up at the top. We we, we don't have the right genes to get to the top. That's why eugenicists are all in on this particular act. And many of them uh, are Freemasons themselves. Uh, So they've decided that we are all inferior types that must be replaced. And it might take another 50 years to to create a, a whole society of servants, a very small society of servants, to serve this elite Uh, That's where they're going with it. And believe me, transhumanism means much, much more than what the magazines are telling you. Hold on, and we'll go into this when I come back from this break. Hi, I am Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix, we're talking to james from japan about transhumanism and another point to do with this transhumanist agenda is they have an naive public who have been trained to believe that all those people at the top in the science laboratories and the big the big corporations that produce computers and so on are working hard to make them happy and so they trust that that um whatever is given to them is going to enhance them in so many different ways for their own benefit, and nothing is further from the truth. Um, They literally want to recreate different kinds of humans for specialized tasks, exactly as Huxley talked about, and I have read from science magazines going back for years on this very topic. In fact, they claim they can do it now. It's a matter of getting the public to accept it, and we will accept it as they bring forth different kinds, not too far removed from humans. Then they'll go into the ethical debates, which are all prescripted, and the conclusions are all done too, and present that to the public over a course of a few years, and then they'll bring more types forward for us. The elite never planned in the mystery religion ever to give the masses the same uh, type of utopia as they'd have at the top, They see the world as the the beehive, and they use the symbol of the beehive uh, to to show you the fixed, rigid system as the way you think it should be with the royalty at the top, and starting by their courtiers and their advisors and then their technocrats, uh, all the way down to the worker bees at the bottom, and they want to perfect the worker bees worldwide. They do not see a distinction between one country's peasantry to the other country's peasantry, it's a global plantation, and they have decided, through the various science foundations, as they all work together, that we don't have the right genes, the right stuff, as they call it, to, to be chosen to go any higher. But we will be the basic uh, material, our DNA, etc., to be used to create different kinds of humans to serve them better. It's not going to be a world where you'll be a supergiant with the same mind as you have today you will not be able to think as a separate individual human being that's the world they're going to bring in for those who get uh, transhumanist um, procedures done on them
2: hello on your program in the past you've promoted the idea that the elite agenda for humanity is unfolding and we can't hope to stop that agenda only change its course And I think transhumanism is one example of that because, as we know, you can't put the scientific research genie back in the bottle. Scientists are still going to keep working on their brain chips and all the rest of it. What, then, is your idea for derailing or changing the course of this transhumanist agenda? Is there any way we can effectively commandeer such a movement or throw
0: it off course? What they've been aiming at primarily are the minds of the up-and-coming children who watch all the science uh, fiction movies that are churned out even cartoons they're hooked on them every hero has special implants that give them special abilities and they really believe that they'll be given this themselves one day and so they're for it so we have to really it's the communication between parents and adults and children that's been severed and that's the only way you could really knock this off course is that the children know some of their history some of the history about what's been done to the to the general public over the centuries, and also um, the mindset of the elite and what and the dirty tricks they have done on their own population down through the centuries, and and also to educate them as to the real reasons these big corporations are working in particular directions. Understand that all research and development is is run on grants they don't pick the direction they want to go in they're told where to do the research by the big foundations that fund them and and when you see the, the pattern of funding direct funding towards specific, specific agendas then you know that that is the future that has been agreed upon to be brought into the world by big um, big foundations big think tanks very rich people very old families uh, that's who directs all of the research and development this could, that goes on today. You can't go into research and development without getting millions to back you, millions of dollars, and doors opened for you too, to allow you to continue in that research. So therefore, that should be a, a red flag right away. The elite have always had the one problem of how they control an efficient public, and this is where it's all going towards at the, the, the Loyola meeting that a few years ago at um, Loyola University the, the World Science Organization uh, that was headed by Newt Gingrich He's, he, he opened it up he talked about the brain chip and the, in fact it was a scientist from Japan who gave the main speech and he said this new world we're bringing in will have people across the planet all connected to decentralized computers they will program them He said, you will have no quietness in your head. You'll hear the whispers of commands being issued to those around you and from those people back to the central computer. And he said, no one will be able to to think of themselves as a distinct, separate individual anymore. He said, think of it more like the beehive. That's the term he used. This is the world they're going to bring in, but they also want to bring in new types of of efficient, purpose-made, ideal design. The other reason, the other meaning of ID is ideal design. Uh, so they'll have the ideal designed humans for specific tasks exactly as Plato talked about 2,300 years ago. All right, okay. thank you very much for that information, Mr. White. Thanks for coming.
2: I'll
0: be back with more after this break.
1: You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.
0: Hi, I am Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix. Trying to show you that uh, that which seems to be enticing, and that's how all this stuff is marketed to you, all the changes that are coming is meant to be enticing. They must get you to want this, in fact, so they can bring in their utopia. And it will be utopia when no one can think as an individual anymore, at least all those in the masses, because the elite have said they personally will not change themselves. They have to guide planet Earth, and therefore they have to keep their own preservation instincts intact. But the masses won't need it because the state. be making all the choices and decisions for you isn't that wonderful and it's true enough in this day and age a lot of people will love this new type of totalitarian socialism they don't like making decisions and here's one more article here this is a short article because I've warned you before about the genetically modified food and how that was snuck in and again it was a priority a priority To get it through, done through secrecy with government collusion, with big GM foundations and and organizations, Monsanto and all these characters. You wouldn't believe the scope of this and the scale of this. And what's coming out now is that uh, these great crop yields that we're going to have are down by one-third. So it doesn't produce more, you get less. And the main thing I'd like to tell you about is the fact that it can take nine times the pesticide, and more dangerous pesticides than other crops could handle where do you think all that pesticide ends up plants soak up water through the earth it's all through the, the, the complete plant it's, through, it's all its cellular structure is being poisoned and you wonder why people are dropping dead you wonder why they're coming down with all the, the cancers of the stomach the very thing even potatoes that were altered and tested on rats and mice was discovered to have, it was found out that this stuff was giving them cancers and so on. But what else will it do? I'll bet you anything it hits fertility, because everything out there hits fertility today, like on design, by design. This is from PCC Sound Consumer from September 2007. And it's got an article here about Monsanto's cafeteria in Britain. This is in the United Kingdom, staff at the British headquarters of the biotech firm Monsanto will be able to purchase only non-genetically modified food products in their company cafeteria. From now on, foods containing genetically modified soy and corn will not be available. Granada Food Services Which maintains the canteen is said to be concerned about health risks. Does anybody find that the hair in the back of their head standing up? And that was an ODE magazine as well. And you think they're just making crops to help you? It's always to help you. And every government has its spokesman or spokeswoman pushing this genetically modified the planet thinks it's the only way to go it's the only way to go really have you seen what it's done in India because India's water sources are now totally polluted and contaminated with the pesticides it's all through the groundwater these are amazing pesticides I've got article after article here on the effect on the human body of them it's just astonishing Astonishing what happens to us And how we accept it Because we're not involved, you see We've been trained to stay out of the big picture Not to get involved Leave it to the experts The ones that are paid to do all this stuff Trained from birth Not to be involved And whenever you start something up to become involved You find suddenly There's organizations just appear out of nowhere Well funded That speak for you You think you think all funded by the big foundations again now we've got mark in wisconsin are you there mark hello Hello, mark hello yes
1: hi yeah i was i was just calling about a program that i heard on wisconsin public radio uh funded by the carnegie foundation um the uh, interviewer interviewed a guy who's coming up with an hbo series about vampires And how it's okay for them to be out in civilization now because there's synthetic blood. And they were laying out all the arguments, you know, um, laying out the arguments that, oh, it's you humans that have killed millions of people and all that sort of thing. And I found myself being carried away by the story. It was so finely crafted,
0: yeah.
1: um, you know, visualizing it and everything.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, It was just incredible. Who crafts these things, Alan? Mm -hmm. Well, there's no doubt about it. I I, I watched... uh, the intro to an old series, the longest-running soap in the planet, and that is Coronation Street, when they're introducing the new series to to Canada from Britain. But they talked behind the scenes to all those that were involved in writing the scripts and so on. They had sociology professors, they had psychiatrists, they had psychologists, they had experts in every field, full-time, involved in writing all of these scripts. And, and so it, you start to tie it together as they predictively program us with the stuff that we love to watch. This is how it's done. And the Futurist Society is also the, one of the biggest ones. The, the future Society uh, funds, they fund, the big foundations fund certain writers, give them what they want to put in their books, and they simply wrap a nice novel about, around it. So you have all these societal statements uh, with, with a, in the middle of what seems to be an intriguing type story. That's how they've done it for centuries. Yeah.
1: Right, right. And uh, I immediately recognized it as, as purpose-made human arguments and clone arguments, but I still found myself being carried away by their arguments. Yes. It, it, was, it was just
0: incredible. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, oh, they're and, very good because they give you once You see, you will come to conclusions by not having all data If you only take partial data with no counter argument, you will come to the desired conclusions. That's what's left with you, and that's it's as simple as that. That's how they do it to you.
1: Right, right. And even they—they went later on in the conversation, and the uh, director, he was a homosexual, and she said, "You were molested as a child, weren't you?" Uh, And they ended up—he ended up finally saying, "Well, I'm gay. Um, I didn't see it as a crime. Uh, I actually enjoyed it." So they, they hit purpose-made humans or clones, and they also hit intergenerational sex all at the yeah. same time. It was just incredible.
0: Well, uh, on in 2001, a month before the World Trade Center bombing, there was um, an international meeting of the censorship bureaus for every country. And we think they're there to protect us and your values, etc. No, their job, I found out reading the article, was how to push the envelope to the next step. And in 2001, they said they were doing an all-out assault. to fund all comedies and so on about homosexuality. And then at the the end of it, the next day, in the newspapers, two of the attendees, a professor from a university in the States, one from Canada, both professors stood up and made the exact same speech that was printed in the newspapers, and they said, now we've won the, the battle for homosexual rights. The next step will be bestiality and intergenerational sex. In other words, they're they're given the green light for the writers to put the stuff in their stories. That's how it's done.
1: Right, and they always prey on our our good side and our our humanity, because I I don't hate homosexuals, but but to uh, bring an an anomaly into the mainstream, is I I mean, it's just wrong.
0: Yes, but this is how they do it. Uh, We are guided through fiction, primarily through fiction. Uh, Because, again, your sensor part of your brain is down. You don't have all the data. You're trained through emotion, the emotion of what happens in the story form, and and that will embed itself in your mind. Uh, So uh, this is is what they've been using for, for a long, long time. They don't give you all the data. They simply always give you a victim you can sympathize with and identify as to what they're going through and and uh, then, then you find out to have something else to do with them that embeds along with the personality in your mind. It's a very simple technique, but it works very well.
1: They they just use every group, every every demographic that they run
0: into. It's incredible. Thanks, Alan. Yes. Oh, yeah, and they do use it. This is the word. They use people. They don't give a damn about sexual persuasion or rights of anyone. They simply use all of that because what they must do now is... See, all of this is getting you prepared to accept transhumanism and all the different kinds of humans are going to eventually give out there. And that would never have floated with the old-style family, the old opinions, the old rigid caste system and view of a system of, of, say, America. So that to destroy all of that, first bring in, they use the homosexual agenda and the lesbian agenda to confuse, well, what is normality anyway? and there's no normality, then anything goes. So they've simply been used to get to the next step, and the next step is to bring in a new type of human being.
1: This are mute, which tells me that they're in on this whole agenda too,
0: Alan. Um, excellent show, excellent. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming. But that's how it's done. They'll, they'll use them and use them, because once no nor- normality exists, you see, there is no normality. Anything goes then society is in flux. You have no normal to compare anything with. And so you have no objections to what's put in front of you, what comes up next, or even what they want to do with you, ultimately. That's very simple. And eventually there'll be all kinds of different humanoid-type creatures. We saw that in the movie Artificial Intelligence. That was part of that. You had the wicked humans who had a kind of circus for obsolete robot uh, type uh, humans and, um, and they killed them all in the circus for entertainment uh, people were bad humans were bad and they said that as long as the human mindset is there with certain emotions and qualities then anything can be classified as human that was, so all these movies, all these shows are part of predictive programming and we never catch on, we never catch on it's quite, uh, as I always say, you cannot watch anything and enjoy it. You must study it clinically. Everything must be studied clinically. And you'll find out very quickly if you can do that, if you can actually learn that art, you'll know what they want to leave in your mind. And it's not just to make you happy and pass a couple of hours. It's to implant certain topics within your mind and also give you the conclusions about those topics as well that's how it's done that's how it's done that's quite astonishing but that's how it's done very simple thing give it give it anything that's human story a human story with a chase good guy, bad guy or, or cop going through all hell and high water to get justice done and in amongst it they, they throw all of the rest of the stuff in there that's what sticks with you that's what sticks with you Here's an article here to give you an idea what I'm talking about, about foundations. These are the real ones who run the world. And this is called, it's uh, from the Times, September the 20th, 2008. And it's really a publicity stunt in a sense. It's it's a handout given to newspapers. uh, it's, It's written by public relations experts as they feed you massive lies and deception. Uh, at least for because they have the ulterior purposes at heart that's what they have and it's called Sperm Warfare Sperm Warfare September the 20th 2008 from the radio controlled valves to ultrasound male contraception is going high tech now remember where I told you about Thomas Malthus and who he worked for who funded him and you'd read the writings of Thomas Malthus on depopulation useless eaters and and all the rest of it, sterilizing vast bunches of people has been very, very important down through the ages. They used to just simply castrate them. Remember, when the slaves uh, were living in Egypt and other parts of the Middle East. And it says, men are shortchanged when it comes to birth control. Vasectomy is painful, then it gives you the usual spiel lead up to it. But science sees the god, the new priest, as finally may have found an answer for reversible, reliable, and easy contraception for men with a new breed of futuristic, non-hormonal gizmos that promise a high-tech solution to sperm control. Now remember, the United Nations has stated that the sperm in the male in the Western world is down by 75% of what it was in 1950, and they don't give us any explanation, but then in other articles, outcomes by Spino and all the plastic stuffs and so on, and how it literally kills off the sperm in the male and a lot of things do do you find it, you know a recent article recently that says that the paint you now use these latex paints uh, actually give off a gas as a, as a drying and guess what it affects out of all the things it could affect male sperm count kills it but a coincidence everything is such a coincidence but it all leads in the same direction when that happens you've got an agenda at work an agenda then it goes on in this article here. You talk about men want contraceptives, says Elaine Leisner, director of the non-profit Male Contraception Information Project in San Francisco. This is all PR. but I'm trying to get down here to the real nitty-gritty stuff. And some of these the stuff they've invented, uh, you wouldn't want. You would not want this stuff. You, you've got a, a little gizmo they can put in the urethra or into the advanced deferens and control it with a switch. Remotely, a doctor can do it remote can you imagine giving that kind of power as to where you can actually have a, have a woman impregnated or not given that power to the state Oh, their dreams come true eh and it goes on and on and on, but I'm looking at all the foundations eventually that fund these projects and they call themselves charities charities are all from charitable groups but they' Funded by foundations. And there's one here is called Male Contraceptives Coalition. You know how guys are clamoring to get contraception? You, haven't you done it yourself? You, you just you know, march in the streets for it, don't you? It says the Male Contraceptives Coalition, the charity that runs malecontraceptives.org, look into that charity, look into it, and look at all the foundations dozens and dozens and dozens of them that fund this then you'll get the picture of who's really behind this and why, it's not because they want to help men it's not because men are marching in the streets or crying at night because they can't they can't have sexual intercourse without getting a woman pregnant that says here who is this woman here, the particular woman I'm looking for them here in fact but uh, I can't find her it's just too long an article anyway but as I say look at all the, the different contraptions that they're, they're into yeah Kristen uh, I can't uh, can't find it anyway I'll go on from this, this article here Christ, Kristen Thompson Kristen Thompson look at her profile bring it up and Look at the foundations that fund her. This is a youngish person come at university, been into the effects of chemicals on agriculture and also the effects on insects. Look where she's come so quickly to be funded by foundations dozen after dozens after dozens of them. Back with more after this break. Hi, folks, I'm Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix. Before we go on to the next caller, look at that male contraception coalition and look up that woman's name and look at the foundations that back it and back them all. You wouldn't believe the money that's pushed into this kind of thing. You see, that's how you're really guided, not through democracy, but through big foundations with the same agendas, same agendas, I've got James from Australia, we might just get him in. Are you there, James?
3: Hi, Alan, how are you?
0: Not so bad. How are you doing?
3: Pretty good. Um, my phone card probably will run up very soon, so I'll keep it really quick. Um, just around Brisbane in Australia, where I live, I've just read an article in the local magazine, and they're trying to create a UNESCO biosphere. And um, it's funny thing is, the councillors around here are strongly opposing it, and one of them, who's actually a, um, a lawyer with a couple of degrees, he, he just can't understand it. He, he claims that he has no idea what, what they're ch- trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. And um, he says there's a lot of, lot of pressure, actually, and uh, um, from certain people and forces that don't seem to understand. I'm thinking yeah. about actually contacting him, and, and I'm not sure if it's really worth my while, and what would I say to him, and, mm-hmm. and is it worth explaining about Agenda 21 and so on.
0: Yeah, these biospheres... Uh, it's also part of, of something people don't realize. It's, it's a land-for-debt swap as well uh, from the World Bank. Uh, they're playing this little game, too, with biospheres. It will turn into a biosphere. No humans can come on it. But what they do is allow big corporations to go in and mine or have rights over certain things and so on. The average person cannot go yeah. in there and live. Yeah.
3: It's 320,000 hectares, Yes. and it's it's not... In the remote area, it's just next to Brisbane, which is a very big city, but yeah, it's, um, they actually said here that they want to, where did I see this? Oh, can't even find it. They want to have, like, running horses, and, uh, it sounds really quite strange, because it's got native animals as well as, like, sort of non natives. Yeah. So it's, it sounds like one of those, um, those, those crazy sort of, um, yeah, those things that they have at the, um, the Earth Summit or something like that, one of those. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's of yeah. a diversity treaty and exactly. uh, that was Maurice Strong uh, that was fronted he fronted for the biodiversity treaty for Rockefeller Foundation mm-hmm. and World Citizenship and so on and, and of course Strong works at the United Nations too so he's heavily involved in all this creation of biospheres and every country's got them now scattered all over the place and you can't get on them but some big international corporations have drilling rights and mineral rights on them they allow that to happen mm-hmm. but average Joe is not allowed to walk on them anymore yeah, yeah it, it's just interesting because every other city in Australia apparently has gone for it, but just
3: Brisbane's holding off. But the yeah. funny thing is, this, the, I'm living in a city where they actually are trying to increase the rates by about eightfold in the um, inner city apartments, and no one's yeah. really doing anything constructive about it. They're just letting it happen. And and uh yeah, it doesn't it doesn't directly affect me, but I'm very concerned about it because although I have a property, I don't you know have to mm-hmm. pay eight times my rates. But
0: yeah, <laughs> sorry, it's called council tax um, in yeah. England, but we call it rates here. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If yep. you ever want to know the long-term agenda for any area, you mm. go and see the top Freemasons in that that county or area or the city. Yeah. Uh, find the Odd Fellows. Uh, they know. They know everything that will be planned or will be planned, and mm. or will come on the the, the books years before you will ever see in the newspaper. So the local councillor probably a um, probably doesn't have any clue. He's probably just um, yeah got no idea about it. Sounds like probably probably not. Yeah. Anyway. Thank you. Okay. Well thanks for calling. And from Hamish from myself, up in a very heavily spread Ontario, Canada, it's good night and may your God, all your gods, go with you.